Welcome to Get the Facts Jack, a weekly podcast from Jack County, Texas, where we share factual information to the citizens of Jack County. I'm your host, Judge Brian Keith Humphreys, and my to my right is my wingman, my EMC, my IT director, my chief of staff. I really like that one better. And you pretty much go to every meeting that I go to. Just about. You, you, was, you was naming off all these things. We were talking about earlier about the 20 hats that you wear. <laughs> you wear 25 because <laughs> then you got to keep up. You have to keep up with my hats, plus you got to do your own thing. But, <laughs> well. you know, and I do. I say that. And, and I'll tell you, I was, um, I, I feel like I've been in meetings all this week. And, and I share that. I mean, mm-hmm. I was up in uh, Nortex. I'm a chairman of Nortex this year. And uh, I was talking to our Tetums representative from Young County, and mm-hmm. also from our area district. Yep, Mr. Cook, our uh, yep. local Tetum representative. Yep, and then also and then, regional uh, and re- then, yeah, uh, riser Regan Regan right Re- uh, Regan riser mm-hmm. or riser Regan Regan. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say that ten times. You got fast. me. You got me confused now. I do too. But he's but new. He's new to that. Yeah, role he, because he was he came out of the Texas Forest Service. He does, but and, we uh, we had a relationship with him from the Forestry Service, That's right? And so he does a good job now. Regan Reeser, Regan Reeser, Reeser. Okay, That's his name. I'll try to remember that. I better yeah. write it down. But uh, super super guy. Yeah, both of them are incredible, and so I had the opportunity to visit with them, and and I was you know I also got to see our um, new Young County Judge when Graham was Mr. Graham? there. And uh, because we've met with him three uh, three times, three times, yes, sir. Yeah, just uh, a couple of times late 2020, mm-hmm. 2022, and then already a couple times in twenty twenty three. So, and my gosh, how long has it been since we've done a podcast? Oh goodness, Judge, it's been a while. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> well, I was laughing because you said a, a weekly podcast of. Jack County, Texas. Annual and, uh, podcast. <laughs> just about, because we have been tied up, well, literally. It's, it's been crazy. Um, with the, other things going on that, that's that's taken, had to take first place in this. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think probably, I bet it's been at least six months. It, yes, sir. Or more. Yes, sir. Well, you know, and, and we've overcome the tornado, and now we're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Our long-term recovery committee is doing a phenomenal job. They're beginning to start writing checks and actually funding. We actually um, had a meeting last Friday with the Mennonite group Mm -hmm. who are in our community making sure that it's a positive relationship and it's a good environment for them to come possibly into our community. And and through that, we'll attract some projects. Yes, they'll they'll bring young people Mm -hmm. uh, for the next couple of years and have – um, elders or supervision as they bring young people in and will actually learn the trade of construction and will help us rebuild some of these um, some of these homes that have been destroyed right. post-tornado. So anyway, it's a good way to start off uh, 2023 with it the is. new podcast. Very good. Very nice. And we are so blessed today. We have the vice president of our, is it district? Area. Area. And is it the oil field belt? Help me with the belt. The oil belt district. Ah, the oil belt district. Mm-hmm. We have our vice president, Miss J.C. Pennington, 
who is a Ford scholar. And so we're going to talk about some of those things. We're going to talk a little bit about JC's, um, how she came to Jack County and her involvement in, in FFA. And then also um, we're going to try to promote and help her bring awareness and possibly some fundraising for her Ford project. So Ford Scholar Project. So JC, how do you like being on the on a podcast? So far, so good, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful. Well, it's a wonderful opportunity yeah. to get the get the word out, and and uh, not only that, but let me just say this before we get into JC stuff. You realize in our area, uh, the FFA programs that are involved around our county, and the number of people, not just Ford scholars that you know that she represents as well, but um, you know, man, our programs and through FFA is just is top-notch in the state. We're recognized statewide as yes. producing some of the best FFA leaders and agribusiness or, or people that will continue on in the ag industry yes. um, across know, the state of Texas. You, know, you remember last, you know, our last podcast had had our uh, FFA president. That's correct. That is from the same area yeah. that Miss Pennington's from. I'm telling you what, they're doing something right in Bryson, Texas. <laughs> well, I mean, Jack County's doing something. Well, right. you've produced a president of mm-hmm. Texas FFA, and Windsor Godfrey is in the process of touring across the state of Texas. I tried to get her to come on board, and I want you to know, um, if you listen to that podcast, for Christmas, I gave Windsor her own personal bobblehead. I saw that. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? <laughs> how, how great is that to have your own custom bobblehead? <laughs> so and I wonder you, if she has it on her dash. She's just watching oh, herself I'm, bob up and down. You down know it's on her dashboard of that Ford pickup truck as she's going around Texas highways, you know. And that, that probably should get her out of at least one speeding one ticket. One speeding so, ticket. Because we anticipated she would probably be uh, stopped more than once. But anyway, but you know that's a prime that's a that's a great point you know frank i mean the people of jack county the 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 community support of our ffa leaders and the involvement in our educators that has to be a contributing factor of why we are producing some of the best of the best across our state that's true and 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 you keep just keep in mind, and it's not just the outcome coming out of what's going on through our our programs and representing our state and representing this area because of that. But you know, we just finished with our our county um, stock show. Yeah, our youth fair that was, was record nominal. And and let me just say, not only just record, but I I wasn't there for the sale, but I listened in. I think the dollar figures for the set for the premium sale was was higher than it's ever been oh, yeah, set in records. years. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. We had over a hundred and eighty plus, so let's say one hundred eighty four, hundred eighty six individuals that were allowed to have to participate in the premium I'm sale, so. mm-hmm. and they I think they only got to sell one item. Is that correct? Yes, so it's sir. not like they got five or six times in the ring. They got to take the best of whatever they were showing and felt like that they could do the best in the auction. So that's pretty spread out. There was not the minimum bid or the minimum auction price was a thousand dollars and it just went up from, went there. Up from there. Some, you know, six thousand, seven thousand, whatever it was, 
Um, and it's a premium. So that means that the animal or the project or whatever it is remains with the exhibitor. So they get to go on and start entering into the majors. So uh, were you involved in the Jack County Youth Fair? Yes. So it was actually my first youth fair with Jack County, and I really enjoyed it. It was very fun. So so elaborate real quick on what the difference in other shows that you've been involved with the county compared to your first Jack County Jack, uh, show. So compared to Wise County, which is the county that I came from, uh, it is definitely different because we the Wise County, they have it spread out all week. And they do a bunch of different things like livestock judging and public speaking. And they have a horse show. And it's a it's a really, really big deal. And while that's good, I like how kind of compact Jack County is because it definitely feels like it feels so much more local. And it feels so much more just kind of family friendly. Yeah, it feels like just, family, doesn't it? Yes. It's, I mean, we're all there. We're all. And I like how the show was at night. Wise County, we did the show in the morning, mm-hmm. and that was actually my first time to ever show at night, and so it was definitely different um, coming out of the barn thinking it's like 9 a.m. and it's actually 10 o'clock at <laughs> yeah, night, yeah. <laughs> um, but I really, really liked that, and Jack County, it was different than Wise County, but I really enjoyed it. Good. Everybody who's anybody is part of that Jack County Youth Fair. I mean, I'm telling yes, you, that is where everybody is for those three to four days nonstop. I mean, everybody is there whether you've got a kid participating or not, because you're, you're there supporting your community. And all three of our communities are very well represented. And I'll tell you the other thing that I really noticed about this, this year more than others, that whether you're from Bryson, whether you're from Perrin, or whether you're from Jacksboro, whether you're participating with FFA or with 4-H, everybody was, there were winners from every category. It was probably the most well-distributed group of, of blue ribbons that I've ever seen in my life. You know, you would anticipate, and I know for years people would say, oh, well, Jacksboro probably took the majority of the awards. Not, the, not, not, not at all. Um, you know, Bryson, very well represented. Perrin, extremely. I mean, it was pretty, pretty balanced all yeah. across the board, so – it, it is. It says a lot for our community. It does. It really does. We must be doing something right, <laughs> you know. So you mentioned that um, that you originally were from Wise County. So give us a little bit. Tell us who, um, you know, J.C. is. How how did you make your way to, to Bryson? What's that look like? So I moved from Paradise, and I am a senior in high school, and I moved with two weeks left in my junior year, which is a little crazy, Um, there was some things that went on at paradise that we just felt like that wasn't the best place for us as a family anymore. And my family is very, very involved in ag. I have an older brother, um, who he's a sophomore at WT this year, and he was super involved in ag as well. And, uh, our family is just an ag FFA family. And there's some things that went on at paradise. And so we decided it would be best to move, uh, where somewhere that had a really strong FFA presence. And we knew that Jack County was that community and that place. And we, obviously there was some choices, but um, Bryson was kind of just, kind of felt like home. And I've worked with Mr. Lane. He is incredible. Um, before he was my district officer coordinator. And Mr. Lane and the community of Bryson truly has embraced us. Um, it's 
crazy to think that someone would move their senior year and I'm going to have lifelong friends coming out of Bryson. And the 17 people in my, the other, the 16 other people in my class have really embraced me. And I've, I'm super thankful for that. See, any other, any other student would panic at that point. Or I can imagine, um, I mean, you worked so hard. I mean, were, were you there from kindergartner all the way up? Had, or just through the high school portion? So I actually moved my seventh grade year. We moved to Paradise um, from Justin. And we I went to school um, to in the Keller area. Uh-huh. And we lived in Justin until my seventh grade year. And then we moved uh, out to Paradise. And that was my first time ever getting involved in FFA. I didn't grow up in FFA. Um, I didn't even grow up in agriculture. But I've truly fallen in love with it. And it's going to be my lifestyle. And it is my lifestyle. And so it's, I've been able to embrace FFA and FFA and the people in FFA has embraced me. Yeah. Well, and you know, those are very difficult years. Those middle school years are, yes. are terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And then to think, you know, you were accepted and you found, you found your place, kind of your vibe, your groove, you know, in agricultural and FFA and having that, you, you, you build relationships with your leaders and that's very important. And you said that Mr. Lane, you know, you, you had a working relationship with him, but he was also relatively new to the Bryson community in that role. And he had moved from Perrin over into Bryson. So, uh, you know, it sometimes it's good to be the new kid on the block. It, it's definitely been different. Um, I thought the last time that I was going to have to be the new kid on the block was my seventh grade year when we moved. Um, but it's it's kind of been a little easier because we're it's we're seniors and at this point it's kind of just like it is what it is yeah. and they've all kind of embraced me and it's been really nice and I've definitely I've met some really good friends and some of the community leaders whether they're in the school Mr. London I have to shout him out the superintendent he has been so supportive of my project and of FFA and everything that I've done and he has truly become a mentor in my life him and Mr. Lane, I just have to shout them out because they have been truly incredible. That's pretty Good. impressive. Yeah. It really is. Yes. And that's one of those things you mentioned, smaller classes, personal relationships. It's that involvement with your leaders that makes all the difference in the world. So anyway, I think I think everything that we do in Jack County, that's what makes us unique is because, I don't know, of the quality of people and the buy-in from our community right. leaders, it's a big difference. So, all right, so tell us a little bit about what it's like – I am not. I've been involved in the uh, Ford Scholar program, but I don't really know what all goes into it. So educate not only myself, but educate our listeners. Tell us about the Ford Scholar program. What is that? Absolutely. So the Texas FFA Ford Leadership Scholars program is it's a very competitive program. It's a, it's a program chosen specifically for Uh, juniors who are going to be seniors and then they do their project through their senior year and the way it works is actually about this time of year you submit an application and the application is kind of just some personal questions leadership questions things like that it's not a super hard application Um, and then this year my year there was 400 people who applied across the state of Texas 400 yes and then they pick 25 of those students uh, and we go to Austin to do a semifinals round of interviews. And it's about six or seven interviews and then one group interview. Um, and it's very rigorous, very kind of a long, probably the longest day of my life was that because it was from eight to eight. 
Um, and then we find out who the top 10 are, and those 10 are your Ford Scholars. So 10 out of 400 is obviously a very stiff competition, mm -hmm. and I'm super honored to get chosen. And I am actually the only Ford Scholar in our area this year. Um, and then the rest are, there's a couple from Houston, there's a couple from West Texas, some Central East Texas, um, but we're from all over the state. And wow. so what we do really? after that, we, in July, we have a training week and we go down to Austin and we get trained on how we can create a substantial and sustainable community service project in our communities that specifically addresses a need um, in our communities. And we learn about raising money and talking to sponsors and all those kinds of important things. And then we're sent back with the tools in our toolkit and to our communities. And we're kind of just given free reign. We choose the project. Um, we choose, we get a mentor through this project. And my mentor is actually uh, my old ag teacher's stepdaughter, uh, Lindy Luttrell. She, Lindy Berkwin now, um, she, was a Ford Scholar Johnny's year, I believe. And uh, she did a project which was a special needs rodeo in Decatur. And so it was very cool already having that personal relationship with her. And so I work with her and she kind of guides me on where I need to go with my project. And so with my project, I am addressing the need for a sense of community in Bryson and a sense of uh, just higher learning. And so what my project is, is specifically with the outdoor classroom that I'm building is to help kids learn, help kids learn in a different environment outside of the classroom. Also to bring in just a sense of community and a sense of family into Bryson, which there already is one, but kind of just heighten that in the outdoor sense. Right. Um, and so with that, I'm building that park and the outdoor classroom. So how did you, so your project basically is an outdoor classroom and I believe that it's it's in the vicinity or adjacent to um, the school's property. Yes, yeah, so it's actually on school property. How how did you how did you find this? Did you see, did you drive past it every day <laughs> for the last year, and then all of a sudden you go, oh hey? I mean, how did I didn't even know that it was there. <laughs> so actually, Mr. London was the one who presented this project to me. the the, the idea. I mean, we kind of took it and ran. And because I was struggling, being new to the community has definitely been one of the biggest challenges with this project because I don't really have those connections established, uh, those professional connections that I need for this kind of project. And I went to him and I said, I just said, what do we need done here? What What is a need in this community? I'm new, I, I need something. And he said, I got you, don't worry about it. <laughs> and so we, he took me down and, in between, right next to the gym building, in between the ag barn, is a area uh, where there's a there's a tank, and it's actually a lot bigger than it looks, and it's fully stocked with fish, and people go down there and fish all the time. It's just kind of hard to get to because of there's old trees, and in the summertime there's snakes, and that's one of the things we're fixing. Actually, these in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start pulling trees out and making it look really nice. Um, and we went down there, and he just said, "I want an outdoor classroom." And I was like, let's do this. <laughs> what a great vision. Mm -hmm. And being able to see something that's right there on the school property and something that's probably not being utilized for, you know, I mean, yeah, it's great. It's it's accessible. It's right there on the property. But, I mean, it's probably been overlooked. But it's probably a project that was probably too big for certain things to, 
you know, for them to get accomplished. So, well, get a little history of where the area where they're working is. The uh, that area was a was a collection uh, from the dirt that was removed whenever we built the new school there. Okay, so it was built up uh, around the back of the dam of the pond, and um, and so now that area has just been stagnant as far as any development, Um, and so. you know, the focus was on the new areas, the new school, the new gyms, the new this, and this area was just a stagnated area that yeah. needed to be addressed. And her project um, gave a vision for that area to bring it to yeah. life. It's one of those areas that probably had been overlooked and then probably neglected, but as things kind of it, but the community needed that rallying point plus. It could be utilized through to help some of our because I'm going to tell you I'm probably one of those students that if you put me in a classroom every day, it's too sterile. But if you were to allow me to learn outdoors in a different environment, it would it would probably open up some of my creative thoughts and some of my. Does that make sense? That's exactly the way I learn, and that's that's what I wanted was I wanted those kids because after 12 years of being in the classroom, it gets. Uh, the same classroom, it just kind of gets a little tiring. And especially younger kids, and that's what this is aimed towards, is our elementary students who can get out there and kind of stretch their legs for a minute and then be able to sit next to a pond and be able to see the butterflies and the birds and learn and just get to get the sunshine, get out of that sterile classroom environment, like you said, and just be able to kind of be a kid, but still get that learning opportunity. Yeah, just be outdoors. So kind of walk us through our listeners, what all you envision. I know we had the opportunity in commissioner's court because you presented before the court uh, your project and you had an incredible slideshow and you were able to articulate it. But now what I'm going to ask you to do is to visualize it and make it to where our listeners can visualize exactly what your program is going to entail. Absolutely. What do you see? How do? What are you going to start with? So really, like I said, the crown jewel for this whole project is the outdoor classroom, which is an amphitheater style classroom. Um, We are actually making it a lot bigger than I had originally had in my head, which it makes me so excited because we can fit church Sunday church services for sunrise service, which is what we talked about on the when I presented to the school board. Um, We can fit elementary classes. We can fit. Just about any group that wants to be uh, in that place can work there. And it'll be uh, layered, and there will be kind of a stage area. Um, so the presenter will have area an area to not just walk on grass, but be able to walk on that base. Um, and it'll be between two trees right at kind of the center of the whole uh, piece of land. And then after that, we have, we're going to have a gravel pathway. And... So it's going to go all the way around the pond and we're going to, what we're going to do with the dirt work is we're going to make some of those hills for some of you who know what that land looks like. Some of those hills are pretty intense and pretty aggressive and I don't want to be walking up those hills all the time. And I know elderly folks who want to go walk don't want to be doing that either. And so we're going to make some of those hills a little less aggressive so that everyone can walk those, walk that path. And it's going to go all the way around the pond and then we're going to have a bridge um, which I have some really big ideas for this bridge, and I'm very excited um, for what this bridge is going to look like. Um, but 
it's going to go kind of right over the ditch part of the pond uh, where all of the town's water flows into it. And it's going to look really, really nice. And I'm very excited for that because it's going to look super classy. And I'm, I've, I've spoken to the art teacher, Miss Brooks, um, about this. And she has some really cool ideas with painting it and kind of making it a community school art project. Oh, yeah. And so I'm very excited about that. And then it's going to circle right back to the uh, community classroom. And we actually, our fence is done and the only thing that's left is the gate. And I, I want to shout out David Hart fencing in Perrin. David Hart is one of the nicest men you will ever meet. Excellent. He, the first time I met him, he offered to do my part of the project free. Really? And I, I had just explained my little spiel to him and he said he wanted to do it for free, whatever I wanted, however fancy I wanted it to be, he would do it. And so I have to shout him out because he's been absolutely incredible to work with. And so that's completely done. And so once we get to start the dirt work, it is going to look almost unrecognizable because it is going to be, I think it's going to be perfect in my mind. Were you just, were you just blown away how, whenever you started sharing your vis vision with everybody and you started talking about your project, how people just, I mean, were you, were you terrified? Did you have a fear that oh, people I was wouldn't support it? <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, I could see as a young person, I mean, it's hard to raise money. Yes. And as an 18-year-old girl with no real construction experience and really no idea what I was getting myself into, uh, I was absolutely terrified. You can ask my parents. They had to hear many of my rants um, because I was so nervous because the original quote, and this was the highest possible quote for this project, was $112,000. Sure. And for an 18-year-old girl, that is a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was beyond afraid. I was like, there's no way we're going to get this money raised in less than a year. It's just not going to happen. I got to do something else. And as soon as I started promoting my project, going to meetings and things like that and meeting with people, the support just poured in. And I really got to see that's something that's really made this whole experience so much easier is the support from the Bryson community and Jack County as a whole has been overwhelming. So you've you've done a good job with your fundraising efforts so far, but you still need a little bit more. Yes, we are gonna we're gonna keep fundraising till the last day till we basically open this park up. Um, we're actually in the next couple of days we're gonna start a Facebook campaign. Excellent. And it's also gonna be on Instagram. That is gonna be on the Bryson FFA Ford Scholar page. There's okay. a page specifically for this uh, project. And we're going to do where you can basically just click on the link and donate. And so we, we're trying to donate about $5,000 through Facebook. And so if you know someone who can donate or you yourself want to donate, I will absolutely take it. And whether it's $5 or whether it's $25, any amount of donation would be appreciated. No amount is too small. It will, And, and what will happen is that's a great way to do fundraising because – you know, before you know it, you're going to see that that's going to accumulate. And I think your goal of $5,000 just for the social media portion will be, I think you're going to be amazed at how quickly that's going to be obtained. And even if you can't donate at this time, go follow, go like that, uh, those pages, because you can see the updates on my project and you'll be able to see kind of where I am progress wise. And then you'll be able to 
hopefully come to the event that we're planning to do like a ribbon cutting with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and bringing that awareness by sharing, you could go ahead and, and spread the word and get it out to others because, you know, this project is something that the entire community could enjoy. And I can envision the, I love the outdoor classroom oh, kind yeah. of concept. Now, you mentioned that there's some other um, options to raise some funds. Uh, so you're going to have a deer blind raffle, is that correct? Yes, so... Actually, we had a donator. He he donated um, a deer blind, and he is going to circulate it through his his ranch and his stores, and on his Facebook. And then I'm going to circulate it through my Facebook and my Instagram. And please feel free to bid on that. If you know someone who wants a deer blind, if you want a deer blind, even if your wife says no, I say you <laughs> donate. Oh, now she's, now she's meddling. <laughs> yeah, it's going for a great cause though, yes. isn't it? So when will that be, when will that, when will the deer uh, blind uh, fundraiser start? Is it already started? Not yet. We, I'm still in the works of kind of getting stuff set up with him. Okay. Um, but we, after the uh, Facebook campaign, we're going to do the deer blind campaign. And so I'm very excited about that because that I, I think that'll raise a lot of money and you, you need a deer blind. You Every, need a deer blind. Everybody, everybody needs know, a deer blind. Yeah. I think <laughs> we know I think we know that person who's who's donating that. I wonder if we can get him to give it into some school colors. Oh, I think so. I would I imagine that could, so. Yeah. You know, we might be able to twist an arm there just a little bit. <laughs> I think it could have a custom paint job custom or something like job. that for sure. Right. That, that would be very cool. Well, I'm going to make a prediction, and I think you already know this. You've, you've been amazed at how our communities come together, and there has been some contributors that have made some donations, and along with other uh, entities in our communities that have supported you, and I think that you will meet or exceed um, your goals of your funds. So, you know, at first I know you talked about 50,000, maybe 75,000 and you would, you know, overwhelmed by 112 or $20,000. I think you're going to have an incredible project. I think you're going to find, you're going to, you're going to be able to raise the funds very easily. Well, I, I really hope so. And I have been so overwhelmed. Like when, I presented to commissioner's court and then uh, Mr. Birdwell told me how much y'all were going to donate. I cried when I got that text message. Uh, I was actually in Arizona at the Arizona National Livestock Show and I cried at dinner because I was so overwhelmed just by how much love and support Jack County has shown me, even though I didn't grow up here, even though I'm new and I, I just have been so overwhelmed by it. Well, I, you'll find that our community wants to invest in our young people because we want you to be successful. And it becomes the starting place to your future success. And we know that people like you will continue to invest in our community and you're the future of Jack County. And you truly are. Well, I appreciate that. And Jack County is an incredible place. And Bryson has been so welcoming to me. And I just... It's a it's a good place to raise a family. It yes. really is. You know, it's not the and, and let me just say this, JC, it's not the first time that, you know, Jack County has stepped up to help, you know, in we've had other Ford scholars that's a that's been a part of this community that that has also, you know, has seen the support as well. And so uh, it's it's wonderful to see that that community that the community of Jack County within itself honors those folks that step up and go after a project like yours yeah. and 
and try to hold to make sure you're just as successful as we're successful. I agree. And I believe, it, are are you the fourth Ford Scholar from yeah. Jack County? Yes, sir, Is that I correct? Am. So we had, um, just, just so our li- listeners will understand, Johnny Callen's doc was the first one. And then we had uh, Leo Benuelos that has the playground equipment um, down here at Sewell Park. And then we have Hunter Hackley that did his did, project was out at the um, at the high school at the high school. Wasn't yes, sir. It? And it was it was to honor. I believe his was to honor um, past uh, alumni. Of the school. Of the school district. I think you're exactly right. Yes, to bring the community together through that. And then you're the third one. Is that unusual that we would have four? I mean, out of 400 applications, you were one. There are 10 out of 400 plus. I'm sure that the competition was equally as hard for these other individuals that are Ford Scholars. That seems to be a very high number just from Jack County. Yes, so we um, we actually set a record for the most Ford Scholars in an area. And so that out of 13 years that they've been doing this program, it's not relatively new, but it is newer for FFA standards. Um, we have set a record. And so that's super exciting. And I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of Jack County and be from Jack County. When do you think your project will be completed? When, when can our listeners expect to go over and actually see the finished project? Now, you're in your senior year, and it's <laughs> springtime now. And so um, your, your time is running. So when do you think you'll have your project completed? So right now, and this has been the kind of due date uh, for the whole project. Um, so far, nothing has happened that we had to push it back. Um, the week of graduation, actually, oh, it's wow. going to be the week of May 19th, um, is when estimated our kind of ribbon cutting, I want to have kind of just a celebration um, that anybody who wants to can come and we can kind of show off the area. I want to be able to kind of show it off and just have a, a community celebration and a community rib- ribbon cutting. And so that week, tentatively, uh, that gives us about two two months of uh, wiggle room in case something goes wrong. But as of right now, uh, everything's been really smooth sailing. And everything's going on track. Now, if you're listening and if you want to support financially, you know to go to the Facebook page and, and to make those monetary donations. But if you own a company or if you have some sort of business or experience or if you feel like that you can um, help JC with this project please reach out to her through that Facebook page or I'm going to stay through Mr. Lane in the uh, FFA program in Bryson Um, you know you may own the company and it I know you're going to have uh, you know the fencing is covered but you're going to have some gravel that's going to be necessary for the uh, and some plaques and some I'm sure you're going to have to have some benches and some you know, beautification around that lake and stuff. So if you have a, um, a business or somehow that you can be a part of this project, I'm sure you would love for those individuals to reach out to Mr. Lane. Yes, I will take any, even if it's just a word of encouragement, I will take any amount of support, financial or not, that I can get. Good. And remember, part of, part of this project is to bring the community together 
And there's something that's supernatural that happens whenever people come together and they work together for a common cause. And there's nothing better than better beautifying your community. So, so what's next? Um, what is what does the future look for you? Are you you mentioned West Texas? Are you heading to Canyon or where are you going? Yes, I am. I'm uh, I'm headed to West Texas A and M next year. Mm-hmm. And I'm, what is it? Go Buffs? Go Buffs. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. Yeah. I'm very excited. I My older brother goes to WT as well. He's a pre-vet. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm not going pre-vet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go agriculture communications. Uh. And so what I want to do with that is I plan on getting my, after I get my bachelor's, I plan on getting my master's and my PhD in international agriculture. And what I want to do with that is work with the United States government and foreign governments to make agriculture more sustainable to meet the growing population. That's wow. Great. Wow. She just rattled that right off, didn't <laughs> she? Like a, somebody's got a plan in place. Not even have to call her Mrs. President. No kidding. <laughs> Shoot for the stars. I yeah. mean, my gosh, international agriculture. That's Wow, what a goal. But I guarantee you, and you're a natural on this. You're very comfortable. You feel like that you enjoy you know not everybody likes to hear the sound of their voice and (laughs) most of us we sure don't like to see our face on video or take pictures and stuff but you seem like to be a natural so you've you've done some of this before you mentioned that you you're comfortable speaking and you've done some of those type of presentations in wise county so yes so i have been doing public speaking for about five years now um i started my eighth grade year when i was a green hand and believe it or not, when I first started public speaking, my my ag teacher, Mr. Bradshaw, he kind of swindled me into doing it. It I, never, it's always, <laughs> always that swindled. way. That's how they get swindled. started. Yeah. He, he voluntold me. Um, yes. And, you're going to do this. <laughs> yes. He said, you're already signed up. Tough luck. Um, and I pretty much cried at my first contest. Well, sure. And I didn't want to do it. And I... My first, I don't remember how it went. I don't remember any questions I was asked. I just remember that feeling of like, I did something that I've never done before and I could do it again. Correct. And I, that was the moment I truly fell in love with FFA. I truly fell in love with public speaking and just getting to talk to people and getting to hear stories and know people. And I have been doing it ever since. And I, it's what I love to do is just hear people's stories and be able to share my own. Well, and you know, one of the greatest things about it is, is, by using a podcast, you have the ability to do that. And so you mentioned that you have a goal and that you'll begin to start your own podcast. Is that correct? Yes. So it's been put on hold because majors are starting. Um, but I plan on starting my own agriculture podcast. It's actually already has a name, uh, Cotton Cattle and a Camera. And <laughs> Hey, that's good. And I and want to interview agriculture industry leaders, FFA and 4-H members, and then people outside of agricult- the agriculture industry about the perspective of agriculture and how we can kind of change that. I love the good. I love podcast as a forum because it is just a conversation. And it's almost as if the listeners are getting to just be a part of it or eavesdrop in into a private conversation uh, between people. And I find that that's the way I really like to communicate. And that's how I, I, I deal with other people is just on that one-to-one relationship. But podcast has really grown in popularity. Yes. And I can't believe we've been doing it for what, two to three years now? Been a couple years? of years now. Yeah. Yes, and, and I know that you can do it. And I strongly encourage you to go ahead and follow those dreams. And 
And and you mentioned the word majors. Maybe not everybody understands <laughs> what that is, but you we talked about uh, you know our Jack County Youth Fair. It is Fort Worth Rodeo time, boys yes. and girls. <laughs> so I actually will leave next next Wednesday. And I should go and show my guilts. I, I show swine. And so I go and show my guilts uh, that weekend. And then I will show, I'll roll right into Barrows. And then we roll right into um, San Angelo, San Antonio, Houston, Houston, <laughs> Austin. And so I won't be at school very much. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they call the majors. That's it. And so, and then by the time I get back to school, uh, CDs, career development events will start, which is judging contests. And I'm actually trying something new this year, which is meets judging. Oh, excellent. And I have actually done a different CDE every year of my high school career. Um, so I, I'm getting to kind of get my expertise on everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then by that point, school will be done and I will graduate. And she'll be working on her Ford Scholar program, her her project, and so. That's right. And I have all the faith in the world that it'll be completed by your graduation week, and that you will meet and exceed all of your monetary goals. And so, J.C. Pennington, thank you so much for being part of our uh, Get the Facts, Jack, because we want to educate our local, um, our listeners of Jack County and our people in our community. They need to know what's going on, whether it's in Jacksboro, whether it's in Bryson or Perrin. There's a lot of exciting things happening. And I'm going to tell you, when it comes to our young people, the future looks really, really <laughs> bright. And it's because of you. It well, really is. I'm super honored to that y'all guys, you guys asked me to come and just be able to talk about my project and talk about FFA and just promote FFA. So I'm super excited to be here, and I'm super honored that y'all have me. Excellent. It's a blessing. Good job. Take us out. <laughs>